0: Hey! What up, snitches? It's basic
1: snitches. Yay! That's Tara.
0: that's Adam.
1: And this is chapter 14, Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback.
0: Yeah, Norbert.
1: <laughs> Before we jump into the chapter, I wanna um do a little update on things that we are doing to enhance the basic snitches
0: experience. Experience. That's a good <laughs>
1: word for us. <laughs> the basic snitches experience. <laughs> I can't remember if we said this or not. It's now in our outros, but we are on Facebook now.
0: Yay, Facebook.
1: So, we started on Instagram. Now we're on Facebook. At Basic Snitches. Just search for Basic Snitches. Tara is doing a great job with social. That's all her. I don't really do any of that. So, kudos to Tara. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you.
1: But, we do have a survey up on our Facebook. Obviously, this particular episode isn't going to be published for a couple more weeks, but... If you haven't filled out the survey yet, go find it. I'm sure we'll continue to share it.
0: Yeah, I need to do that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because at first, like, everybody who filled it out were Hufflepuffs. And now we have a Ravenclaw in there. (laughs) So... Yay, Ravenclaw. It's funny to see who is listening. Like, what houses you are. Um, We have no squibs or muggles yet. So, that's a positive, I suppose. (laughs) Aww. Uh, And also, that was kind of rude. But... But we don't have any other Gryffindors or Slytherins. So that's not really why it's out there. It's so that we can see how to improve the podcast. And
0: Please what- be honest with us. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't like hearing me talk about the tea that I drink every week, that's fine. Yeah. Tell me. Um, I'll probably still talk about it, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the really great feedback so far is the sound quality. And I know, like, as I edit it, too, there are times where I'm like, yikes. I'm going to try to level out the music a little bit.
0: We're getting there, guys. We're getting there.
1: We're working on it. We're trying our best. But anything else that you think would be fun to hear? We've had some people talk about special guests. We'll get there. It's coming, guys. It's coming we got some really fun things planned for the next few episodes, especially since we're uh, really approaching the end of this This is book. crazy.
0: We're finishing this book. Yeah. So... So no one can say we don't finish things. <laughs> Not that <laughs> exactly. anyone said that, but in case someone wanted to say that. Yeah. I put it out into the universe. If you
1: put that in the survey as one of your comments. You are wrong. Because, That's right. We're going to finish. Yeah. We, we intend to finish, I suppose. Yes. Like, so be sure to go and do that. Also, like, connect with us if you have any questions, too. Uh, shoot us a message. Comment on our stuff. And then also, we're live everywhere now. So we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. I think I mentioned that in one of our last We're on episode. Google Podcasts. <laughs> yes. We're on Google Podcasts make sure that you are rating us five stars and leaving us a great message
0: yes Um, if there's a podcasting outlet that we're missing that you use or your friends use because obviously if you're listening to this you're hearing us but if you can think of any more just let us know i guess so we can make sure that we're out there
1: yeah absolutely all right so we're
0: on to chapter 14 but before we do that (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about how much Draco Malfoy lost chapter 13 (laughs) for being the worst bully ever. I don't need to elaborate anymore. So in chapter 13, we learned about the Sorcerer's Stone, which is the book title. How exciting. And yes, Draco Malfoy lost. Adam said at the end of the episode that Harry wins the chapter and I'm actually not going to award the, <laughs> the win to Harry. He does a great job. Like I wanted to award the win to Harry, but I really want to actually give this one to Neville for being brave enough to stand up to Malfoy and Crabbe and Goyle at the Quidditch match, even though he really lost. But it's important to reward bravery mm-hmm. and his growth. He so. tried.
1: He and tried. that's the most important thing.
0: So that's that.
1: Yeah, it uh, for the last chapter it, it was very like black and white between good and evil. So that's great. I love who you had with. Yeah.
0: Given it to Neville. Yeah. That's my guy.
1: Uh, if you couldn't guess. What? Tara loves Neville. I love Neville. So. <laughs>
0: So, Adam, did you write me a I chapter sure summary? I
1: did. And as we all know, I am very heavy-handed with my summaries. Yeah, this so, looks really long. Yeah, it's not as long as the last one. The oh last one, when I was editing the last one that I did, which was the one for the Mirror of Erised, it took up two of the song that I put behind it exactly. Which we have not even get, gotten past one that could do that. So, so, yeah, Tara is making up for it, though. Hers are much more concise. I have a problem with being concise, so. What? I love yeah, you. Yeah, no, no one is shocked by that, so.
0: <laughs> so, here we go. Chapter 14, Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback. Exams are approaching. Well, not really. They're still two and a half months away, but Hermione is obsessing over studying so far ahead. Exams are important because they assure you get into the second year of school. That's it. Yeah, these aren't newts or owls or standardized tests that you take in fifth grade that determine your life path. Just the exams that get you into the second year of school. Anyway, they're in the library studying and Cousin It shows up. He's a little shifty, so he must also be searching for Nicholas Flamel information and must also be after the Sorcerer Philosopher's Stone too, based on some of the logic we've seen recently. They actually start asking him questions about it in full volume in a library. Because they have tact. Hagrid says, STFU, come get tea, I might tell you if you're lucky. In so many words. Once he's gone, they just can't mind their own business, so they go check out what section he was in and find he was researching dragons. When they go to his hut, it's boiling hot and Hagrid is being super secretive, but then again, the trio start asking very specific questions about what else is guarding the stone. Are you serious? Shouldn't she be revising and color coding notes? Hermione persuades him a bit through flattery. Instead of magic school, she should be in law school or used car salesman for his sake. Once they stop being nosy little pricks, they realize that there's a giant black egg that is on Hagrid's fire. And no, that's not a euphemism for something filthy. That really happened. Ron shows some sort of magical intelligence by being able to identify that it's a dragon egg. That or his short-term memory has improved and he remembered the conversation from the library. That all goes out the window when he says, Wonder what it's like to have a peaceful life. You're 11. Get fucked. (laughs) They get a note a few days later from Hagrid, learning that the egg is hatching. They argue. They get likely overheard by Malfoy, but eventually show up just in time to see the egg hatch. The dragon, who is eventually named Norbert, is pretty cute. But then, of course, they see that Malfoy was peeking through the curtains. None of these kids mind their fucking business. Ron gets bit by the dragon. Expected. Expecting Malfoy to be seen next Tuesday, if you will, they devise a plan to send Norbert to Ron's brother Charlie, who trains dragons. Charlie responds and says they must be very careful since Norbert is illegal and that the dragon must be retrieved. So guess what that means? More shenanigans! Someone actually does something smart in this chapter and Ron goes to the hospital wing. Malfoy comes to torment him and takes a book that has Charlie's note in it. Of course, nothing can be simple, can it? Norbert, meanwhile, is getting bigger and is having a tantrum. This is just fucking chaos. They put him in a crate with some rats and a teddy bear and some brandy because Norbert is also an alcoholic. But who can blame him after everything that happens in this chapter? Anyway, they take the crate to the top of the tower. They take Norbert away. Malfoy gets detention from McGuff because the cloak saves them. But oh, guess what? On the way down, they forgot to put the cloak back on and get caught by Filch. This chapter frustrates me. Yes.
1: Yes. This chapter, I'm like.
0: Fucking teenagers. In the past few. (laughs) Not even, they're not
1: even teenagers. We've seen them grow and learn and do some really intelligent things. Like, we talked so much about that chocolate frog in the last episode (laughs) and how cool that was. There are a few moments of brilliance here, but my god. The level to which they contradict themselves in this chapter, the things that they Children. say that are just wrong. Like, I I wish I had a peaceful life, or
0: oh, <laughs> I love Ron says that. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the hell, Ron?
1: You think this is hard? You think magic is hard, Ron? <laughs> Try doing your taxes. <laughs> like,
0: oh my god! It's no wizards it, pay taxes. <laughs> I have so many questions. Me
1: too. <laughs> like, so many things go haywire in this episode. There's a lot of differences from the movie here, too. Like, the whole thing about, oh, great, now Ron got bit by the dragon, and his hands start swelling up, and then how Malfoy gets more involved here, and... There were several times when reading this chapter where I realized okay what's the point of this because we've read this in several different ways and that there are mechanisms to show growth and things like that and there are mechanisms to keep the story progressing yes, the movie gets that done too but my gosh it's like what happened guys even Hermione has moments like
0: it's a tough chapter for all of them. But it also keeps it real, I think. They start off the chapter being just like so attentive to the whole thing with Quirrell, and they're like, We have to go check on Fluffy and see if that Fluffy is still there. Yeah. And then they're like trying to defend Quirrell and their sense of justice, and it continues to show them and who they are and how their minds are thinking, even though they're wrong. It's still very sweet. But then, like, the stuff with the dragon, like, they're worried about Hagrid and they care for Hagrid. Hagrid is like 60 plus. And you've got these 11-year-olds who are caring for you. like. There's <laughs> it, so I don't want to say that they like go backward in this chapter. They don't make all the right decisions, which is important because they're 11.
1: Yes. I think that there are so many things, though, that they've made great eureka moments in the past. Some of the judgment is definitely lost in this chapter. We open up with Hermione just obsessing over exams which is Hermione which is Hermione
0: and it's cute and like she's like 10 weeks is a second to Nicholas Flamel oh my god she's color coding her notes I love that I do that I yes (laughs) of course you.
1: (laughs) but like revising things I get it Hermione that you're smart but 10 weeks ahead like how many more times are you going to revise shouldn't be you be focusing on your current exams because I don't know everybody has their own ways (laughs) of doing this but they're in the the library studying and then they see Hagrid and focus goes completely out, out of the window.
0: Hagrid is terrible at being nonchalant and not being suspicious. Like like when they're like what are you doing in the library? I'm like Hagrid should be allowed in the library too. Why yeah. why isn't he allowed to read? Why are you suspicious of him? Oh, because he's not ever nonchalant. He's a fucking mess. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything suspicious." Yeah. Whatever, Hagrid, you're suspicious as fuck.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: that's that's where this all starts. That's, Bless him. That's
1: true too. But then the kids just don't mind their own business. And this, no. Here's the thing we know that they don't mind their own business.
0: <laughs> this, like, this actually just a series of books of kids who don't <laughs> fucking mind their own this
1: business. This chapter just ended with. Harry's spying on Quirrell and Snape. Right. Oh my God. This is normal, but they like shift focus so much. What Hagrid is doing doesn't even have to do with the Philosopher's Stone, but then their nosiness and their shift in focus of like, Oh, Hagrid now can like, Tell us a little bit more about what Nicholas Flamel Mm -hmm. is all about because we know that Hagrid has a big mouth. Like, what happened to your focus on these exams? Now, revising and color coding your notes isn't so important, is it, Hermione? It's ballsy. It's very. This is where we see some of the flaws in Gryffindor, I think.
0: Well, I mean, all of the houses have flaws, and it's important to show their flaws because. They have to grow and they have to be smarter and stronger in the future. Yeah. Um, but that is, like, a huge focus on the forwardness of a Gryffindor. Which, I don't think all Gryffindors are forward. No. But um, Hermione is the most forward out of all of I, them. And her she, flattering her stuff particular. is actually, like... She knows that's going to work on Hagrid. That would not work on any other no. person. Well, I mean, in the book, second book, obviously, there's that fucker. But, yeah, like, she... <laughs> She's not actually good at this. She's lucky because it's Hagrid. (laughs) I'm like, she's... No. Hagrid is so terrible at keeping things casual. And Hermione is not smooth at doing dishonest things, which is good.
1: Well, yet. She's not good yet. Yeah.
0: But can I just say, when they go to the hut, and then like Ron suddenly is like, I know all about dragons. And then in his sentence, he's like, well, everyone knows that. You don't know shit. No. Ron. And suddenly you know a thing and so now you're like, well, everyone knows that. You're yeah. like a fucking sassy bitch.
1: I, it's almost... You know nothing,
0: Ron Weasley. <laughs> Clearly,
1: like this is one of the first things. It's wizard chess and dragons, things that now Ron is good at. We're making a list, and it's those two things right now.
0: Well, not even that he's good at his, his brother started his dragons, right. So like, it's just he's around it, it's he familiar. Knows it more. But he like doesn't use his brain to remember that Harry and Hermione were raised by muggles. Yeah. And yes, Hermione knows a lot of things, but he's just very sassy. Yeah. He's like, everyone knows that.
1: I wonder if he is trying to kind of show that to
0: Hermione a little bit.
1: Because Hermione's always like, well, like, I wonder. well what wonder, you guys read? Yada, yada, yada. I, I think it might be a little bit of a playful thing back to that. I've never um, heard of that. Because they have move past this thing. Obviously, they're the trio. There was that little epilogue to one of the chapters that said, now they're friends and moving forward and very narrative and nice. But, I mean, friends still do that thing where they bounce off of one another oh yeah you know so i wonder if there's something of that to go back to hermione and her flattery here too it's such a left turn the breakneck speed where she goes from her exams and now she's so focused on this it's the biggest departure i think from hermione that we've seen thus far
0: i'm trying to like look at it from their perspective when they have this focus on the Nicholas Slamel thing, and on Hagrid, now they're concerned about Hagrid, and also exams. I try, I'm trying to look at it from their perspective as people who do lots of things. We, between episodes, talked about other projects we're working on outside of the podcast, the theater, and other things like that, because we also both yeah. have full-time jobs, and like the different directions our brains go, and now I'm sympathizing with them because they're kids, and literally that first thing on the list of exams should be the only thing they're thinking about. But they're nosy little bitches. So yeah. Now they've got this other oh God. shit.
1: Everyone in this ch- And the Malfoy also of, being this nosy Also Malfoy.
0: But also but, their thing with Hagrid is they also care about Hagrid. Like the thing with the dragons, like they went to go harass Hagrid about Nicholas Flamel and then they find out about the Hagrid. And now now it's a concern. Yeah. So it's not even that they're not minding their own business about Hagrid because that's not really what it is. They're worrying about that, right?
1: But it's also one extra thing now that they have to think about. Yep. On top of everything. Because to that point, you know, as now an adult who does all of these things, I know that multitasking is not a great skill to have. Because you need to be able to focus on one thing at one time. Does that mean I still yeah. multitask? Absolutely. Like, when I'm at work, I'm focused on my job. Or when we are at the theater, it is about the theater, etc. To your point, and I forget this a lot, they really are still kids. They're also in this environment where some of these good habits have not been fostered. We're always talking about, like, issues within the curriculum. Issues with teachers not doing their job. madam Hooch. <laughs> Or there's not enough adults there and things could be a lot better organized at Hogwarts. That doesn't yes. mean I don't want to be there. because don't want to be there. I'm yeah. here for it. Give so, me a
0: terrifying dog monster in a closet. I'm, I'm there for it. I'm that's, here. that's right. There's, <laughs> there's
1: a joke somewhere in there. Oh my God, there, probably. There is a terrifying dog monster in my closet. <laughs> Jesus So yeah, I think they could focus on being more focused, but no. is that going to No, that will never happen no. because
0: um, otherwise these books wouldn't be very long. Right. I do also want to say that because you had said earlier, like, it's kind of a rough chapter for these kids. But there are some really great moments. um, Maybe not other than Ron being like, I know about dragons because my brother. But like Hermione makes a point that Hagrid should have, you know, fucking figured out you're 60 something years old. You live in a wooden house. (laughs) This is a dragon. Hagrid knows this. Why is he not thinking?
1: Also, you're a hairy beast. Guess what else catches on fire?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Harry also has a really great idea about Charlie. He looks at Ronnie because it's that cute moment where he's like, Charlie. And Ron's like, no, you're also losing your mind. I'm Ron. He's like, no, let's talk to Charlie or whatever. Which is great because we get so little Charlie Weasley in these books. Fucker clearly doesn't live in England, so he doesn't get to hang out with us. Like, that's really smart. I think that's why the end of the capture is so disappointing because the kids are on fire for like the last chapter in this chapter. They're like, yes, yes, yes. And then Ron lets fucking Malfoy get a hold of that note in his book.
1: Oh my god. Which is the
0: dumbest goddamn thing. And how does that follow it up with Harry and Hermione leaving the cloak on top of the astronomy tower? Right. Like guys, this Come you are you were winning and now you're listening. Yeah,
1: that, that's the other those two things in particular. Those are the it's things just I think. Like, my God. Or even he gets bitten by the dragon. It starts like oozing and shit. Right. And oh, no, I don't want them to think that obviously he was bitten by a dragon.
0: But he eventually goes and he doesn't get At the in very trouble. Least. Because Madame Pomfrey is pretty fucking great yes she's the most underrated character in the series fight me
1: i can totally see her like giving him shit about it but being like okay you need help like she's one of those people
0: like she will make him feel like
1: oh this is a dog huh
0: okay yeah <laughs> is like, it the one with knows. three heads <laughs> the confidences, i'm sure she keeps yeah are... well
1: it, it makes me even think back to I've mentioned this in every single episode since it's happened, but the little intimate moment between Filch and Snape, and we talked even about what if he went to Madame Pomfrey, or why did he think that she couldn't? I'm sure it's because Snape knew that she would give him some shit, but, but I don't maybe think she's not, she would yeah. say anything, Sorry. you know, to Dumbledore. Is that what you were about to say?
0: I was actually about to say, maybe she doesn't know about Fluffy. Okay. That literally just occurred to me. Filch, who roams the school at night and is in charge of it, he obviously has to know about Fluffy, even though he has none of those safeguards yeah. against the stone are under him, obviously. Pomfrey's got so much shit to worry about anyway, because Hermione even asked Hagrid in this chapter, What other things are guarding the stone? And Hagrid's like, oh, there's some teachers. And you get all the teachers guarding the stone. You find out over the course of the books, there are other teachers. There's a Care of Magical Creatures teacher. We know that there's astronomy. All these other Mm -hmm. teachers, none of them are helping guard the stone. Maybe they don't know about it either. Yeah. You know, like maybe Dumbledore has entrusted this small circle of of the four heads of houses and Quirrell to put together and the Hagrid. safeguards and Hagrid yeah. to protect the stone and so there's like it's just this small core of people but there are other teachers in the school who have been mentioned and Pomfrey could be one of them yeah. so maybe that's another reason why Snape didn't go to her? That's
1: possible Obviously too. we don't
0: know the answer to that.
1: My thought is Pomfrey can detect that this is a dragon bite. Oh I'm god sure. yes. So there's like, no way she doesn't know. Here's the thing she's here to like protect kids yeah. too in a place where kids really need protecting like here's one person who will do it so it also makes me wonder like what would she say to snape if she saw this like where the fuck did you find a three-headed dog would she right. know it was a three-headed dog like
0: right she probably would.
1: would just a giant dog you know right with one head
0: or maybe like she doesn't like snape and you know because no one no one likes snape so <laughs> maybe he's like i don't deal with that bitch
1: Pomfrey. Pomfrey is solid. So yes, at least Ron does go to the hospital wing. I'm glad that you mentioned Charlie here too. While I was reading this, this is repetitive from something I said earlier. It made me think, okay, what what's the point of all of this? And the things that I wrote down are Charlie, just the introduction of him, showing Malfoy how much worse he is. We never see him focusing on anything except for the trio. And mm-hmm. like, what are they doing? What are they doing? How can I get them in trouble? Yada, yada, yada. Even at the very end when he get caught by the gut, like, kid, you're not immune to the rules either. So there's that. Like, he just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, I wrote Dragon, so that's cool. But mm-hmm. it also does some foreshadowing for Goblet of Fire, I think, yeah. as well.
0: Oh, I think so. They, you mentioned this in your, in your summary about how they're like arguing about it and Harry's like, shut the fuck up guys. Mm. I think he's so much more aware of Draco in a not, in like in the opposite yeah. way that Draco is aware of Harry. He's like, I need to pay attention to what's around me, which is not Harry's strengths all the time yeah. or often. And I think it's when it's caring for other people. When Harry makes his biggest mistakes, he's the focus of the mistake.
1: And he owns up to stuff.
0: Yeah. Malfoy just looks like pleased with himself in yeah. the future, and that makes Harry feel really scared. Yeah, for Hagrid, he's very attentive here, and then he is so many times in the future where he's not. And literally, the end of the chapter where they leave the invisibility cloak on top of the astronomy Oh my gosh.
1: Like, you were just using it. And especially
0: it. Hermione missing that. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's because Hermione's not a natural mischief maker. So maybe I feel like that blame is more on Harry. Hermione's doing this because she cares for Harry. So is Harry. Like, they're not people who were like, we like to sneak out at night. Like, that's kind of the, one of the things that gets lost in these stories about the invisibility cloak. Is that they're like, oh, Harry likes to sneak around at night. Every time he's out of bed in his invisibility cloak at night... He's doing shit.
1: Yeah. that's like, just very specific. Around.
0: He's not like oh, not like what his, what his father would do.
1: He's not like going in to smoke weed with Trelawney in right? the Nation
0: Tower or anything. You know, i mean, maybe Ron borrows it to go smoke weed with Trelawney. I don't know.
1: Would weed really be her drug of choice?
0: Who knows? Sh- but I mean, do you know what I'm many. saying? Like, it's not like he's using the invisibility cloak for evil. Like, not Like. That-
1: I mean it goes back to Mira of Erisad. the very first thing he thinks about is going to go research Nicholas Fulman. Yeah, and he's
0: like, Well, we wanna know this, which is like maybe the most mischievous thing he decides to do with the invisibility cloak. He's yeah. like, Well, I can do this, I figure into the castle. He uses it a lot to his advantage in the third book, obviously. Yeah. For very selfish personal reasons. But at the same time, like for the most part, he's not out there causing trouble. Mm-hmm. He's like just trying to experience things like a kid. Hermione is not a person who would be like, yeah, we're using a little bit of flow yeah. too. They're literally doing this to be sensitive to Hagrid's care for Norbert. Why the fuck he just doesn't just tell Dumbledore like the movie. Fine. But that's what they're doing in this chapter. Like that's kind of the sad part about it is that they're out of bed to help Hagrid. Yeah
1: that's a good point what you said with Malfoy because I wanted to bring that like obviously I wrote showing Malfoy is just worse in the book He, I think he extends it to be even more like cruel he doesn't immediately run to McGonagall so that he can keep them like waiting oh yes of course he finds the proof and he's like oh my god this is even better so it just shows a little bit more of Malfoy's dickishness but also like we had said before it is worth seeing the imperfections in the trio because they've done so many revered deeming things i think yeah. of all of the great things that have been done um, in the last few chapters or things that they've learned and, and whatnot and it shows that you know life isn't perfect yeah. i mean we all know that the reason why this exists is to set something up for getting into foreshadowing spoiler alert for future episodes getting into the forest and mm-hmm. seeing the whole, whole unicorn situation and and all of that everything that's going on in this it's good storytelling too you know? it is it's almost like who's to blame here for all of this chaos Hagrid because <laughs> Hagrid. he brings in the dragon
0: just go to Dumbledore Hagrid you're friends
1: like if the dragon wasn't a thing here I mean of course he was in the library which caused the trio to be like oh why is Hagrid here and right. that made them think oh Hagrid is someone who can likely blab and give us more information yeah. about Nicholas Flamel. but if it weren't for that dragon like all of this other stuff wouldn't have well heard
0: this is true and that's how it sets it up it's in like one of the next couple of chapters that we find out that the dragon egg very likely came from coral
1: oh yes that's you that's know like too.
0: so he could talk to hagrid about ooh, what are the weird creatures you raise and stuff. I always forget about that, so I'm really yeah. excited for that part, and it's in one of the that, next couple chapters. That's so.
1: actually is something I did not think about. I, it's, it just
0: came to me right now. That's
1: an important thing. <laughs> Good job, because it definitely did not for me. You
0: were establishing like the reasoning behind yeah. all of that, and I was like, wait, there's more to it, and that's, yeah. I think, what it is.
1: I'm not somebody who likes disorder, And there's so much disorder in this chapter, and I think that is why it ended up making me frustrated. Why you're so frustrated? Yeah.
0: Also, do you use the word proof with Malfoy having that note? Why did he just not give that note to McGonagall?
1: Doesn't he? I believe it said something along the lines of, like, I had this note, and McGonagall was like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, you forged this. So it's right
0: here. It's Professor McGonagall in a tartan bathrobe and a hairnet. Had Malfoy by the ear. Detention, she shouted, and 20 points from Slytherin, wandering around in the middle of the night. How dare you? You don't understand, Professor. Harry Potter's coming. He's got a dragon. What utter rubbish. How dare you tell such lies? Come on. I shall see Professor Snape about you, Malfoy. And that's it.
1: Oh, okay. That's all Maybe, that's here. You know what it was? It must have been the dragon thing that I got confused about. Yeah. Like, well, she, she's like She's like, he's got a dragon. That's when she's like, rubbish. <laughs> Also, like, how did she catch him? Like, what was she doing out there in a hairnet and bathrobe? I
0: don't know. (laughs) Sleepwalking. Right, sleepwalking. Because (laughs) clearly, like, Snape and Filch are the only people who don't sleep (laughs) when they're in the castle.
1: Yeah. So that's true. Like, he doesn't even use the note. Uh, But yes, I totally
0: understand the chaos is like, ugh. It's, It's just
1: so much. It's like one thing to distract them just enough to get them in trouble. I'm disappointed in, like, everyone in this chapter, and... That's fair. That's all I have to say about the book. Do you have anything yes, else? I do not. So, moving on to the movie.
0: The movie this... has picked up the pace. Yes, just it like has. This book has. Like
1: there are three chapters left, overwind. and
0: there's so much shit that's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's like, oh, yeah, we gotta... Yeah. It, like. They were like, the we do not have feel. time for
1: Charlie Weasley to come here. Right. They, they're like, Draco does the thing. He runs right to McGonagall. They get caught. Ron doesn't have to go to the hospital the wing. wing.
0: Well, I I do miss the side plot with Norbert. Like, you know, them taking him up and all of that. Yeah. Um, we learn in the next chapter, of course, that Neville is also affected by this. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that more when we talk about that chapter. Ron is with them because they're just at Hagrid's because they're like, oh, we figured out the Sorcerer's Stone in the giant book that Hermione threw at us and then we like, this is outside of their realm of comfort. I don't think that the trio would go see Hagrid in the middle of the night this early in the game. They do obviously in later books. This is them sneaking out as a trio at night to be like, Hagrid, we know about the Sorcerer's Stone and he is doing the dragon egg thing yeah. and Malfoy also is out at night. So then all four of them get caught at the same time. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit more streamlined too. Like it's it not, it gets
0: us where we need to go.
1: It's not them looking at um, Hagrid and library and being like, Oh, Hagrid is looking for books. What's up with that? It's right. that they just go straight to the source and they're like, I bet you Hagrid could. It, it seems a little bit more focused to me in the movie.
0: It is, actually. I agree with that.
1: It's funny because they leave so many things out here. To comment on something that I said earlier, I'm not a concise person, but I really appreciate the conciseness in the movie in this case.
0: I think that this is one of the best book-to-movie adaptations of a chapter. That we don't really lose anything. Like I said, the side plot with Norbert and then doing that. Would have been cool, mostly to specify the whole like who's in detention thing that happens in the next chapter. Yeah. To set up the importance of Neville. And again, Neville being there to build his character arc, it doesn't hurt it.
1: The more villainous growth of Malfoy, it's like, come on, at this point, we know that oh he's Oh my god. Shithead. Tom
0: Felton's little fucking smirk, though. Yeah. And, oh, he's so good. You know what's better, though? Like 20 points to David Bradley. As Filch. Oh dear, we are in trouble. Oh, oh it's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's such a good creep. I feel like he's probably a really nice guy in our life. <laughs> like I said before he also plays a douchebag on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Al- like he just plays a shitty guy, but he's so good at it. There's not a whole lot to this. Like, yeah, the movie is very streamlined. Yeah. We, we I move mean move forward.
1: There's so much the- that happens in the chapter, but like it's true. When you break it down,
0: the next few chapters are very jam packed, yes. so it's like a diving point. We're about to oh, just yeah. go.
1: The next time that we're actually recording, too, we're doing three episodes because we only have three chapters left. Because so we're,
0: we're fucking insane. them in,
1: and they're some of the biggest chapters. So yeah, these next two are are going to be enormous.
0: It's going to be fun. Yeah,
1: ready to hear who gets points? I am ready. <laughs> No one gets points. Everyone is just dumb enough. I'm so frustrated I can't even take away points either. (laughs) Like, there were times where I was like, okay, Ron did a thing that was good, but he also did this thing, so that canceled that out. I love Like, every single person, I'm like, nope, no points.
0: So David Bradley wins this episode. (laughs) hey i get i just gave him 20 points hey. for being david bradley points are my thing Back you off. should get you should give him 20 points because he's great you know
1: what i when <laughs> when we were talking i was like oh do i actually give some to madame pomfrey but you know what no i'm gonna stick to my underground madame
0: pomfrey just wins everything
1: <laughs> like she'll get points in the future absolutely she, sure. in the next book she's getting points that
0: bitch gonna win all the gems.
1: oh hell yeah just... i
0: love you you're like no one gets points fuck you all
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what, I don't have the patience, after reading this chapter, to break it down and be like, okay, Hermione did a good thing. But then she also did this thing. And try to, like, math it out. No. Math is No stupid. points for anybody.
0: Magical math is Go stupid. Go to your rooms. Go to your rooms. discussion
1: so, for everyone.
0: So tune in next time when I still award a winner and loser of the chapter, even <laughs> though adam did not give any points now
1: i'm like truly interested to see who going i know
0: you will find out when we record the next episode i have some
1: ideas i have some ideas but
0: so there's that
1: next week next week yeah we publish them on a weekly basis yes, next and week. actually yes we are recording this next one next week so i got some editing to do but in the next episode we will be reading the forbidden forest chapter we all saw that 15 coming yes we have so. three
0: chapters left in this book guys we're oh on the gosh. home stretch
1: it's insane like look at th- that's all
0: i know But
1: well, i'm showing her the amount of pages left and it's a centimeter
0: i think it even looks like less in mine uh we'll see you next yeah. time thanks for listening enjoy
1: a- have a great day re-listening to us because
0: you love us so much and you can't wait for the next episode oh yes just keep listening over and over until you die whoa
1: Until what? What were you going to say?
0: Until we post the next episode. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
1: (laughs) Just listen to this over and over again. Which one of us
0: is the Slytherin? Good night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basic Snitches is produced and recorded by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery, edited by Adam Bowers, and published by Tara Corkery via Podbean and is now available for download wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to all of you for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast, and we hope you enjoyed us. If you enjoyed us, please be sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review on your listening app of choice. And if you didn't enjoy us, then I'm sorry you're so angry. Please also connect with us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at basicsniches, or email us at basicsnitches at gmail.com. We're excited to get more messages from our fans and want to hear your perspectives and answers to questions we ask in the podcast. Catch you later, snitches!